0: hello and welcome to let's enter the arena i'm your host vm campos and this is the podcast where i talk with a member of the magic the gathering community and we focus on magic arena this week my guest is
1: crest the star here i am
0: thank you so much for being on the podcast
1: thank you for having me
0: is there any twitch or youtube or anything you'd like to promote before we get started
1: Yes. Okay. Shameless self promotion. My name is Cresta Star. You can find me on twitch.tv, Madam Star, and that's M A D A M S T A R R. You can also find me on YouTube under www.youtube, Cresta Star, and that's C R E S T A S T A R R.
0: All right. Very cool. Thanks for spelling it out. I'll put it in the show notes also so people can just easily click and go check you out on your channels. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, this show is uh, all about magic. And so the first thing I ask is, how long have you been playing any form of magic?
1: Well, I started playing magic about two months ago at this point. Um, My boyfriend was really on some I really want you to play, but I was like, (laughs) magic seems very intimidating at first. There's a lot of cards. On the surface, it looks like there's a lot of rules, Mm -hmm. but uh, I played Paper Magic first for like two weeks, and then I got into MTG Arena, and I've been addicted ever since.
0: (laughs) That's exactly what I like to hear because I only put uh, addicts on my podcast. They totally (laughs) enable them. So a little bit about myself. I played back in the 90s, actually. Oh, wow. uh, but uh, no, I don't have any Black Lotus or any valuable cards. Uh, and even, <laughs> if, even if I did, I, I'm sure I trashed them all because I was just playing with my brothers and friends and we didn't care about keeping them in good shape. So uh, I played from about like 1995 to 1999, but I stopped for a long time until 2017. And uh, I'm back and addicted again. Yes,
1: yeah, this game is very addicting because it's like, once you get the hang of the steps to go, mm-hmm. it's just getting the cards. After that, it's super easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It seems like in the beginning, it, kind of, it can be intimidating. And I've taught a few people. I've taught like people that are totally like not video gamers or not any sort of that stuff. And at first, yeah. they were like, wow, there's a lot of rules. And, and now there's something new, and I don't get it. But then after they play a little while, and it starts to click, you know, mana costs and power toughness and whatever, they start to get it, and they start to like it.
1: I feel like the hardest part of magic in for anyone is just making the right decisions in the right situation. Like really, that's the hardest part.
0: Definitely. And I think even the pros that are going to tournaments and everything, they mess up all the time too, and practice, practice, practice their full-time job. So I think we're all'll we'll, we'll all be okay if we realize that everyone makes mistakes. Exactly. Well, uh, you were starting to say that you started to play uh, Magic Arena also pretty recently. Like, how was uh, how long have you done that? What's your experience on that so far?
1: So I want to say if I played Paper Magic for two weeks, it was just like uh, a seamless transition into Magic the Gathering Arena. So I want to say for about a month and a half I've been playing MTG Arena because let me say that I really fell in love with Magic when I learned what a Will Breaker deck was. And I don't know if that's like an older card set because it's not an MTG arena. But my boyfriend was like, try playing this kind of deck. Do you like to do big creatures? Do you like to do counter spells? And at first, like I said, very intimidating. Mm -hmm. And when I started playing Willbreaker, for those of you who don't know, Willbreaker is like anytime something targets a creature that your opponent controls, Willbreaker just takes them. Mm -hmm. Like I was playing a blue deck versus I forgot I think it was like his green red deck or something like that I could be wrong but after a while I just started poofing him and it was great I was like I had to play this all the time
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's how it goes once you find out a strategy that you like then you want to keep playing and get better at it and then just take everyone out um so uh, yeah I'm not familiar with that card but that's the thing there's like 20,000 cards that exist yeah Um, so there's like a great puzzle piece putting it all together
1: yeah I mean when I um when I started playing that deck, I was like any little like anything like even if i have a creature that just targets your creature to stop it from attacking mm. yep on now i was like wow this is uh this is overpowered i like it yeah.
0: <laughs> so then at this amount of time that you've played um have you kind of developed like what are your what are your colors like what or strategy what 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 do you like to play on paper or arena
1: Um, So, I don't really play on paper too much. Like, not at all. Let me Mm -hmm. just say, I I specifically play Magic Arena exclusively. Mm -hmm. I don't own any Magic cards. As far as color decks are concerned, I like to play them all. However, Mm -hmm. I don't like to play blue-black deck. Like, they're not my favorite. Mm -hmm. I like blue and black, like, separately but together like a pirate deck or um i can't or 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 like a mill deck i'm Mm -hmm. not a fan of that Mm because i feel like you know mill decks are cute (laughs) can't play magic i didn't come to tell you you're not going to get a turn you know what i mean so (laughs) that that's how i feel about it and like like i said black decks are a lot of fun by themselves or in combinations with other colors but I'm just not a fan of blue black. I like blue by itself, black Hmm. by itself, but together they're not, they're not, they're not together. They're not good.
0: (laughs) That's interesting. So I'm going to have to turn off the podcast. I'm afraid because I play blue black. So I'll show myself out. (laughs)
1: Like, thank you guys for coming. That's the end of the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is that back when I played in the nineties, I used to play blue black too. So I'm still playing it. That, that sort of trope. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of interesting, but I also like to play black-white, so the common theme in there is black, which I think I like that for the creatures and, like, the mm-hmm. evilness of it and, like, the fun of it, and then I splash in either white or blue. Those are the ones I go to a little bit more. Um, I'm actually kind of playing a mono-blue deck on Arena at the moment uh, that I got from the from the very last uh, uh, big old magic uh, mythic championship like they just had a big old tournament last week or something and the deck that won it all uh was uh this mono blue deck so i'm trying it out uh that's kind of out of my zone a little bit but i'm giving it a try and it's winning so maybe it's got something
1: i have a question for you yes. Oh, the interviewer becomes the interviewee sure. <laughs> um is the mono blue deck the one you're playing is that the one that has uh is it like it's a lot of one ones, and it has a Tempest Dingen and uh, the Mist Caller, the Cloak Mist Caller.
0: Yes, exactly. This was the, the famous Autumn Burchett deck that uh, they're the one that won the whole tournament. So yeah, it's basically a bunch of little one ones. There's a few Merfolk in there. There's that one Terramander, which is a little flying yes. 1-1 lizard mutant thing, which becomes a 5-5 eventually. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. And then the little genie or gin or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I'm working on. I don't have all the pieces to it. So I had to substitute a couple of things, but it's mostly that deck.
1: I have I think I have that deck, ironically enough, because one of my viewers or someone who was new to the channel was like, hey, you play Magic? I'm like, yeah, but I'm getting, you know, I'm getting beaten a lot because mm-hmm. I'm not good at deck building. I feel like my deck building is very trolly. I just <laughs> think of a theme and I'm like, oh, I want all the cats. I yeah. all the cats in one deck. <laughs> vampires, all the vampires in one day." Well, let's, like, let's, start the, let's,
0: let's start the podcast again because I do that. I do that also. I love to have a cat deck. I love to have a vampire deck. So, okay, we're, we're back on track.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, like, but I feel like certain certain things work a lot better. Like, I have a green-white cat deck. Mm-hmm. It's not really not really the greatest. I just play it for the lulls. Mm-hmm. But something like a black-white vampire, that totally works. A lot of the cards are coherent together. You've got a lot of white vampires, a lot of black vampires. Mm-hmm. And plus, the spells that you have can also stop someone from, like, killing... You're 2-2. So you've got like murders, skull yeah. baggery, luminous bonds. There's a lot of things that are open to you. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that uh, the color combinations work really well. And it's kind of really cool how the designers of the game over the years have figured out these combinations. Because, okay, mm-hmm. black can do something well on its own. Or maybe white can do something well on its own. But then when you combine the two, then you get something good from black, something good from white. Or if you do white and green, you get their strengths uh, from each of them so it's just a great way to just uh, create interesting decks I've got also kind of a version of a black uh, or a green and white uh, cat deck that I that I'm trying to do I have that one in real life that I play with sometimes against people and that one's just like a whole field of cats coming at the opponent so that's great
1: like my favorite thing to do with um my green white deck my cat deck is no matter what deck I run I don't care I always put Helm of the Host in there because oh. that is such a that is such a free thing to have. It's like, okay, for any color mana if it's in an any color deck mm-hmm. and five to equip it. Mm-hmm. So in your kitty cat deck, let's say someone has like, they, they can flood the board. Say play against a red deck where they have like a bunch of goblins or a green black deck where it's like a bunch of saverlings. Mm-hmm. If you put Helm of the Host on your uh, Leonin leader, mm-hmm. every time she attacks... Her friend attacks, yeah. and they put two twos, and then you, I mean, 2 one ones, and then they have to, it's, it's just so much fun. It's like kitty cat meow.
0: Yes, that's living the dream, exactly. <laughs> that's a really good card, actually. Uh, I haven't used it a, a, enough as I should, and I remember using it, and it's so much fun. So you're reminding me to put it back into my decks.
1: I, I, that, that is, to me, that is just the best way to get a free creature anytime, even if it's a chump creature. Because even if they kill the creature that Helm of the Host is on some of the host just goes back to your, not like your death, but you don't have to play it again. Like it's, it's there. You
0: just re-equip it. Exactly. So in the amount of time that you've been playing, it seems like you're really melding with the game. So what would you say is sort of your skill level, beginning, intermediate, advanced, somewhere in between?
1: I want to say, um, intermediate Mm -hmm. because I mean, I like magic because it makes me think, but I've been playing video games for a very long time, Mm -hmm. even RTSs. And, Magic reminds me of a card RTS. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's not as fast as an RTS where, like, oh, they're invading with their (laughs) Zerglings. I need to go put up some bunkers (laughs) or something like that. But it's one of those things where it's like, hmm, you're attacking with a 3-2, knowing I have a 7-7 on the board, but you've got all the mana in the world. You might have a pump spell. So I'll let you hit me with the 2-2 rather than blocking it with the 7-7. And then you pump it, and then you kill it, and I'm mad.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. There's, uh, that's one of the things that beginners, uh, I think I see them do often, that like, oh, something's coming at me. I've got to block it. I've, I can't lose any life. But that's just a trick when you're a little bit more advanced, intermediate and advanced. You're like, yeah, uh, I'm going to attack you with something and pay no attention to all my mana ready to go.
1: Exactly. No, I, I was very guilty of doing that um, when I first started playing. And then I would get super frustrated because it's like, oh, you've got – Said creature let me block it or chunk block it with a one one mm-hmm. lol i'm playing against someone with green you give that creature prestigious growth mm-hmm. now it has trample, so now you're hitting my one one and hitting me yeah now i'm mad
0: exactly <laughs> yeah the strategy of it all and i think it's kind of cool you see someone else doing it better and then you're like hey i can do that i, I can do that strategy myself so uh, you get better by playing people that are better and just keep learning
1: yeah absolutely i mean i will say that it is frustrating because i am new like i feel like my skill level is intermediate but my cards are very beginner you Mm -hmm. get what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's harder to play against people who have been playing um mtg arena for a while who have a bunch of cards like i have a friend who always likes to play against me and i don't mind playing against him but he's always using like meta decks and it's like, <laughs> you know I have no way to counter this like <laughs> like I, I'm just here to have a good time and right yes. now I feel very attacked. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, those, uh, those pre-made decks that Arena comes with are pretty good, especially to get started off and grind a little gold. I was kind of surprised because sometimes when you get free stuff, they're not that good. But You know, the, the, the mono green deck they give you to start off with or the mono red or even some of the mm-hmm. other combi- uh, combined decks, they're, they're pretty good to get started with.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. But I also feel like the, the decks that they give you to start off with are very good to learn the game as yeah. well. There's a there's a great variety of spells and creatures and this, that, and the third. And then I think after a certain while, because I had the mono color starter decks and I forgot how I got the dual color starter decks mm-hmm. and the dual color starter decks changed my life. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't ever, like I rarely play monocolor color decks now.
0: Yeah um i it's been a while too but i believe what happened was they give you there was like they were like daily quests at the very beginning when you first create your account and they would give you like one free deck every day so that you keep playing and playing and playing and then after like five days or something it's like here's a double color deck so keep coming back
1: that might have been it yeah because like like i said once i started playing um dual color decks it changed my life like Mm -hmm. because it's like When you think of when you're playing something like green, for example, my problem with green is that green from what I've seen and correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't have like any counter spells or anything like that. Like something like blue may not have super huge creatures like green, but blue can make it where if you try to murder or uh, mortify or anything to one of my creatures Mm -hmm. for one mana, I can counter. I can spell pierce you unless you play two. Yeah. Or I can wizards retort you, and I mean I don't play a a blue green deck. And now that I'm saying it, I do play a blue green deck. Just <laughs> Murpho. <merfolk>. Sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking more like dinosaurs and something else. But yeah, dual colored decks like really protect one another, and I think they're really great.
0: Yeah, back when I was playing in the '90s, it really was more about the allied colors. So um, you know, um, the the color pie, the 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 arrangement of the of the colors on the back of a magic card. You know how they go in a specific order. Um, yeah. Those are supposed to be like the allied ones. So blue is next to white. So back in the day, it was like you really wanted to do a blue and white deck because they were aligned. Uh, But then later on through the evolution of magic, it's like, okay, let's put a white and black, even though they Uh weren't exactly next to each other. And in the old days, they were like enemy colors. Now they've gotten to a point where you can combine so many colors together. And because, yeah, blue doesn't have big creatures, but it has counterspells. And green doesn't have counterspells, but it has big creatures. So what if we bring them together? Then you might have a better deck. Uh Mm-hmm. Well, we touched on it a little bit earlier, where you were starting to talk about Helm of the Host. Uh, would that? Would you say that's your favorite card at the moment, or are there any others that also stand out on Arena?
1: I like Helm of the Host. I think it's a great card, but um, honestly, I would have to say that. My favorite card period is Willbreaker. Like that's the card that really put me onto this. It's not in Magic the Gathering Arena and like if I had to buy a card just to frame it or whatever it is, <laughs> I would get a Willbreaker card cuz that really put me onto this. Um it's not that I do like a Johnny's pride mate mm-hmm. and playing it with something like like something with life gain obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because whenever I play I just Channel my inner whole Hogan, when my Johnny's like 10 10 or 18 18, <laughs> and I'm like, What are
0: you gonna do, brother? You're gonna block him, <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: I, I love it. I also like Leonin's Pride Mate because that at first, the first attack is like, Whatever, I'm gonna hit you for six. If it's you can't play that to like what turn four unless you've got a lot of um mana draw card, yeah. and it's cool, but by like the second or third time you've hit. With that Leon and Warleader, and you've had and if you haven't gotten rid of any of its ads, boy.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just so up. much
1: fun. Um after that it would have to be Shalai, the voice of Plenty, because I like her too.
0: She's the one that, that gives everything hex proof, right?
1: Exactly. Um in theory, because I've not tried this yet, but in theory, if I have Helm of the Hose and Shalai and I put it on Shalai, the Shalai originally will be hexproof because it makes a non-legendary, and you just can't hit me. And I'm like, yeah. what you going to do? Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. I think that that's the way to do it because when I first saw that card, and I, and I read, okay, it gives everything hexproof except itself, so I'll just put another one. But then I'm like, whoops, oops, it's legendary, so never mind. Mm-hmm. But I think you got it right there. If you just put the helm on it, you get a non-legendary copy every other creature gets hexproof well every creature gets hexproof so then you're untouchable Uh, i think you just broke magic arena so i gotta try (laughs) that myself
1: to freaking
0: two hundred IQ. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite cards at the moment is this. Uh, okay, one of my decks that I like to play also is uh, a red and black pirate deck. So I totally okay. like these like tribal decks or these sort of like theme decks. So it's not winning mm-hmm. tournaments or whatever, but it's red and black. It's got some pirates, some small pirates in the beginning. But here's why I like. Here's the card I like. It's called uh, Captain Lannery Storm. So she's a pirate that is a two two. For three mana, but she's got haste. So you summon her right away. She's attacking right away. Even better, every time she attacks, she creates a treasure. So, you know, treasure gives you any color mana. So this is like ramp in red, where red doesn't really have it because the 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 color that ramps is green. Mm-hmm. So uh, my combo is I if I'm attacking with the captain, I can get to five mana fast enough so that then I combo with this other pirate... Um, let's see, what's it called? Um, Big pirate guy should look him up. But when he comes onto the battlefield, if you had attacked, the opponent must destroy a permanent, which includes a creature, planeswalker, or land. So that's like a double combo right there if you can pull it off.
1: That sounds super annoying, but I like it. (laughs) When it works,
0: it's so super annoying. I love it.
1: Yeah, that's the problem, I feel like, with any great deck when it works. Cause you can mm-hmm. have this plan and you're like, I know this could do this. And if this comes out this, and then you get nothing but creatures and no mana. Or yeah. you get all mana and no creatures. It's like, hey, remember that card you're looking for in the beginning? Yeah. Here it is, mm-hmm. but you got one life, work it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's when I start to get paranoid and say, hmm, the magic arena algorithm is messing with me because for some reason, <laughs> like you won three times in a row, kill us have you lose five times in a row.
1: That's why I personally don't really, like, play ranked, 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 ranked. Like, I'll play it every now and then just to get to, like, silver or gold right when the um when the season is ending. Yeah. I don't need that stress in my life.
0: <laughs> it is. It can be stressful. Uh, I have gotten up to Platinum 2. And I mm-hmm. see these people that are up to Diamond and Mythic. And I'm like, wow. Um, well, I guess... If I uh, play 24 hours a day, I might make it to that level too. But again, I'm not playing meta decks. I'm just playing some fun, weird, jank decks. And with what I've played, I've I, with that pirate deck, you know, I got up to gold. Then I switched over to a goblin, uh, a mono red goblin deck. You know, I'm not trying to do the same red deck that everyone else is doing, but mine's full of goblins, and that got me a little bit further too. So, you know, play what's fun. And if you, if you want to grind it and get to these high levels, the only ones that really matter are the top eight. So good luck with uh, your your sanity.
1: Yeah, that's why, like, I'd rather just play normal. Because, like you said, I'd rather just put together decks that are fun, part mm-hmm. of a the theme, you know. And I do have that mono blue deck if I just want to play ranked. and Because like, it's, it's a really good deck, and I just play that straight, even though I get bored of it. And it's like if I get bored of it I'll just go to normal mm-hmm. and play whatever. But if I I just want to get packs from rank. and full transparency I'm not trying to be pro or anything like that. I just really enjoy playing magic and if it comes it comes but yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not stressing it.
0: So when you're just playing fun decks and such what's a what's a favorite deck that you've been piloting?
1: Okay, so right now I I Okay, so at first, I was really into the life game, sort of like white decks, mm. maybe even um, uh, well, it's just white. White really is the one with a lot of the life game. Yeah. Maybe green since with some cards. Mm. As of late, I've been really into dinosaurs because they're so much fun, and mm. <laughs> like I have a green white deck called Dino Dino and I have a red um, red green deck called the Savage Lands because I don't have enough white um, dinosaur cards to do the red, white, green deck. Mm-hmm. So I had to, you know, separate them. My red green deck is so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And my white green deck is just so stupid. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, I can get out that night that makes dinosaurs cost Two less to cast. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just from opening pack, I have uh, another card that's a white card that makes dinosaurs one less to cast. So mm-hmm. It's a zero three. So I have two of them, and my dinosaurs are three less colorless to cast. Yeah. And if I start off with a um, a Galtus Primal Hunter, I now have a two uh, power power two on the board, mm-hmm. and to costs less to cast. For every, for all the power you have for each creature, yeah. Plus minus three, so I think it's like ten plus two or or whatever it is. So now it's down to like six. Yeah. So it's just six mana, and if I keep playing more creatures, it can get lower. And it's and dinosaur creatures are are typically strong. Yeah. Or at least have a lot of toughness. So at least with that, I can get out like um. A, not, is it carnage tyrant that's yeah. the one that comes out yeah i can get out a carnage tyrant and that's already seven toughness so technically i could probably play my the next turn
0: exactly yeah that that uh whole dinosaur tribal uh from the ixalan block i liked that like when i got back into magic uh the set that had just come out in late 2017 was Hour of Devastation, that whole uh, Egyptian-themed set, which I thought was kind of cool concept. I hadn't been in Magic in a long time, and like, wow, here's a cool Egyptian-themed set. So the first set that came out after like, I got back into Magic uh, that I was looking forward to, it was that whole Ixalan and Rivals of Ixalan block, which was pirates and dinosaurs uh-huh. and merfolk and vampires. I'm like, wow, this is, this is really fun. And I have done some dinosaur decks in real life, some in arena i actually have a a dinosaur commander deck oh that reminds you do well never mind you say you don't do too much in paper right so you don't have you played much commander commander in magic i've I've
1: never played commander i've only heard about it and i really don't understand the rules Mm -hmm. um i've heard of commander and um what's the one where it's like seven of you guys versus one person who has really overpowered cards
0: Hmm. What's that one called? Like uh, Take the Crown or Conspiracy or something. I'm, I'm forgetting its name, too. But I cannot
1: think of the name of it, but it's like literally like maybe three or four of you guys. Versus Archenemy? Archenemy. Yeah, uh, Archenemy. Okay. Uh, I've heard of that, but I've never played that or Commander.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. Commander. Just a big idea with that is it's a deck of exactly 100 cards and the cards can only be one of each. So, you know, you can't have four Carnage Tyrants, it's just one. And you've got a special card known as your Commander, which is the one you can cast whenever you want, as long as you've got the mana. So, there's a bunch of nuances and such, but that's the big idea. And it's usually a multiplayer thing. They don't have it on Arena. I wish they did, because that'd be kind of a fun, weird way to play as well. But that's a paper magic thing. And uh, I've got a dinosaur deck that, yeah, throw in every dinosaur in there. It's red, uh, red, green, and white. And it's kind of fun just to have a field full of dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Because I imagine having, like I said, in a perfect world, because we all know that doesn't happen in Magic. It's like, oh, you need a mana? How about another creature? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a perfect world, you play like a Tali uh, or mm-hmm. uh, what's the one? The The white dinosaur that's flying indestructible destructible double strike.
0: Yes, uh, I have that in my deck as well. What's its name? Um, Zakama is the multicolored one. is the red one. What's the. Well, I've got a computer open right here. Uh, yeah, I
1: must say, let me just boot up Magic the Gathering Arena really quickly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's got Primal Terror. It's got Terror in its name, right? Can I just look up Terror? Can you give me all Terror? Isn't course? it
1: Zelpa? Oh yeah, yeah, Zatalpa. Zetalpa,
0: Zetalpa yeah. the primal, the flying terror or something.
1: Yeah, you get that with uh Helm of the Host and it's like <laughs> you can't kill me. It's yeah. indestructible. Yeah. So I'm making these indestructible creatures that can literally just block whatever you 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 got a twenty eight, twenty eight, it doesn't matter. Yes. I'm indestructible.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's like totally that's a game winner right there. It's six whole mana, but when you get there you got a four eight, just like you said, flying double strike, et cetera. It's like uh that's um that's game over.
1: Yeah, and if you if you have a green white deck with that and you have the I think it's rampaging Bronto Don or something like that, where the toughness is now its power. Oh yeah boy double strike that's 16 you're hitting someone for every time
0: <laughs> yeah have you found any like cool weird funny interesting moments that you've actually had managed to pull off because you know when we talk about if this were to happen but have you had any great moments that you can recall
1: so i want to say like a while ago i got a card called star of extinction it's a red mm-hmm. card and it does like 20 damage to each creature and planeswalker um I think that's what it does.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that does. And, and I think it also destroys a land.
1: Yeah, I pulled up the card right now. Yeah, it destroys a land. Star of Extinction does 20 damage to each creature in each planeswalker. Literally, mm. like two nights ago, I finally got a chance to eat. <laughs> this guy, I had like maybe five health. And he was just killing all my creatures. I had maybe like one flyer out there. And then I pulled this. But it was like later in the game. So I had the mana. I was like, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy. And like, to me, that is the greatest feeling. It's like, well, unless you've got like an Johnny's Pride mate that's been super pumped or something with like seven prodigious growths on it, I'm killing it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And it's fine. It doesn't bother me. I lose my little crappy creatures or whatever it was. No, 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 no. Sorry. You know what it was? It was I used that. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I, I did a soldier deck just for the lulls, mm-hmm. and I had that card that prevents any um, non-creature damage from hitting it. Mm-hmm. So I wiped out his whole board, I killed the card that was protecting the rest of my card, but I still <laughs> have my whole deck. I was like, yes, feels good, man.
0: <laughs> exactly. I've never myself cast the uh, Star of Extinction. I've had people cast it on me and it doesn't feel good, but I'm sure it's it felt not. great for them. <laughs> But I have had that. Uh, I've had that pride mate get pretty big, uh, especially if you've got one of the Ajani Planeswalkers, the one that gives you life. Because there's, there's one that uh, gives plus ones, and there's another one uh, that gives you life based on how many creatures you have. So I've managed to get a pride mate really, really big. I don't remember how much, but yeah, it was probably in the range of like 1919 or something. And that's one of my favorite moments there. That little old kitty cat starting at 2-2 and it's like uh, 1919.
1: You know, I, I was like, which are Johnny's? Because the only Johnny's I know, me being a newer player, is the adver- adversary of the tyrant. So I just typed it in really quickly, and I see the one, the wise counselor one. Mm-hmm. That's the one where you get two, uh, one life for each creature you control. And it gets plus two loyalty counters. That's yeah.
0: stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's like made for that deck. Like gain life, you got the pride mate, and uh, eventually you've got a big cat overfed.
1: Yeah, that's a super huge kitty.
0: Now, if you were to maybe give some advice to people first starting off on Magic Arena, what would you say uh, from what you've learned? What's some advice?
1: Um, Really take your time. Mute enemy players. (laughs) (laughs) Because people like to spam, hello, 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 good game, and they think they've got lethal. Just mute enemy players, (laughs) take your time, and just enjoy it. Like, don't, don't feel rushed into competitive decks. Mm-hmm. Until I feel like you can really have a good grasp on the game. And I say that um, because I used to run a guild on World of Warcraft. I've played Starcraft for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that a lot of newer players get caught up in is everybody else is doing this and they're smacking face. So, yeah, you can if you've got the wild cards or you can spend the money on the game, yeah, you can have a meta deck. You can have a Rakdos that's a fairy or that mono blue tempo deck. mm mm-hmm. But if you don't know how to play it it doesn't matter what cards you have so take your time learn with the mono color decks you have learn with the dual color decks you have make your own decks so you see how they play so when you get these meta decks that are supposed to be played a certain way mm-hmm. you can really understand it and if it doesn't get played a certain way because you get mana screwed or creature screwed you can you can use what you've learned from other decks to say hey let me do this instead because I don't have this out yet. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. take your time. Definitely have fun with it. Don't don't rush. Don't feel like you need to be part of anyone's particular Rakdos deck or mm-hmm. some sort of like. Just take your time. Have fun with it and play a bunch of normals. Trust me, it'll it'll save your life. It, you don't need that stress in your life. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I think people might rush in too fast about. Well, I got a. I've got to climb. Mm-hmm. I've got to get my rank up there because it's beckoning me, but no, maybe just play for fun., uh, What do you think about the the matchmaking? Do you think it works? like if I'm starting off as a bronze player? Do you think it kind of matches me with other bronze bronze players if in your in your experience?
1: In ranked, yes, if you're in bronze in ranked, I feel like they match you with other people who maybe a just starting out. Be probably just leave or lose a lot or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But if you're in bronze and ranked, I feel it's very fair. There's there's not a lot of it, There's not a lot of blue tempo decks or any kind of mm-hmm. like, like like there's there's nothing that's meta about it really. Like it's very rare you'll get matched up with someone who has a meta deck and ranked in your bronze. Mm-hmm. In silver, um, you might get a few meta decks here and there, but it's mostly maybe dual color decks or people who are like, yeah, I got a bronze and whatever once you hit gold it's like it's pretty much meta deck mm-hmm. like it's all meta decks and it's maybe a few whatever you know um in in regular in just like normal play mm-hmm. I find that you find a lot more trolly stuff <laughs> but unlike another game like league of Legends which I totally play all the time if you play normal I can quit. I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are certain decks that I just refuse to play against. Mm-hmm. Like, Persistent Petitioners, I refuse to play against <laughs> that. Because you don't want to play. You you don't want me to play. You just want to play your cards and make sure I don't get a turn. I refuse. I leave. I don't care. That Teferi, if I see a Teferi and I have no way to counter it, I'm not saying I don't have time for that. Yeah. Destroy all my land so I can literally do nothing. You don't want me to play. I don't have time for that.
0: Yeah, at least um, they took out Nexus of Fate, so yeah, now Nexus at least i at least I'd get a turn before trying to quit. But yeah, that was a uh, th- that's I think that's like the first ban that they've had only in arena. So that's kind of interesting because they've got a ban list in real life, and then it follows it in arena. But this is like the only arena banned card, I guess, because it was that rough.
1: There's another card that's like Nexus of Fate. But the difference between that card and Nexus of Fate is called Chance for Glory. So, creatures you control can gain indestructible, take an extra turn after this one. At the beginning of that turn's end step, you lose the game. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you get an extra turn, but you better win in that extra turn yes. or you lose. Yes, and that,
0: exactly. To me,
1: that's not bad. That to me, that's a great caveat. You know what I mean?
0: I think I've tried to use that card a couple of times, just playing around with a red deck for for fun, and um, I still need to practice with it, because I think I I cast it too soon and then, whoops, I'm dead. Uh But, um, you know, the evolution of all of this and getting to different levels of skill and different opponents, yeah, I do that too, that I play like for real and ranked here and there but then if i just want to get gold and have some fun and play some weird jank or troll decks yeah just go to the regular free play and i personally myself have not spent any real money yet on arena and i've had pretty much a lot of fun with it and i see other people that's spending like hundreds of dollars like it's real life but it's like hmm, well you do you but uh, those cards are going to go away eventually when it rotates i guess
1: I, too, have spent no real money on this. I just play a lot of normal, so I get my weekly done in a day or whatever it is. And plus, for a long time, it wasn't until recently I started spending the gold that they gave you. So I had, like, 35,000 gold, Mm -hmm. and I just went ham and brought a bunch of freaking packs. Mm -hmm. And even now, I still have 15,000 gold. Mm So to me, it makes no sense to go and spend money on this game. However... I can understand it if you're someone like I'm new, so to me it doesn't make any sense to spend money on cars that I don't really know how they code like how they gel well or whatever it is, so mm-hmm. whatever I get I'm working with it. But if you're someone who's been playing for a while, you might have an idea in your head, like I know I play this outside of Magic the Gathering and I wanna I mean arena and I wanna put it in arena. Mm-hmm. So you probably have that thought in there and you don't wanna wait. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I think that you don't really need to spend money on this game. The gold gain you get is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you play, like, ranked or something like that, well, not even ranked, constructed. Mm-hmm. If you've got some some coins on you, you can play constructed. And even if you even if you lose all the games, because you, know, you get three chances, you still get 100 gold and three cards. Yeah. Like, the dream is to get to four wins at least so you make your money back. You're still getting three cards, and anything plus four wins is not is not that.
0: Yeah, and it gives you practice because I think people that are playing those are playing a little bit different than the whole ranked thing because that actually costs them money just mm-hmm. to enter. So I think it's mm-hmm. kind of a difference in there. So that's pretty fun too, kind of a diversity of decks.
1: Yeah, like I, I play um, – whenever I do constructed – or I play um, ranked. I just play that mono blue deck because it's like I'm. I'm still not at a point where I'm making, where I'm getting a million millions of cards. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I still have a lot of cards that I don't own, and I'm just worried about getting all the cards. So I, I, I'm the type of person that likes to have things available to them. I want to have it on a smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. I want it for me, and I want to not be able. I know I want to be able to say, "Hey, I can make this deck without." Oh, I gotta use a wild card. Mm -hmm. Or oh, I don't know what goes here and I can't afford it. So
0: Mm -hmm. what would you say is maybe something that arena needs to be improved or the company or the community or anything? Any thoughts on improving magic?
1: Well, since I'm so new at the moment I don't really see a problem, you know? Mm -hmm. But that's just that's just me being a newer person. Almost everyone who's come to my stream, who plays Magic, who has played Magic, has been super supportive. Like, this mm-hmm. Magic community is super, like, super nice. Yeah. You know, and this is coming from someone who's from the League of Legends community, the World of Warcraft community, where they can be toxic pieces of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really refreshing to have people like, hey, how long are you playing Magic? Two months? Have you tried this? Here's some deck lists. Have you tried this website? These are things that I don't know, you mm-hmm. know? So everyone's been super supportive. One thing I would change and this is just a gripe that i have there needs to be a better way to get card mm. and i mean i understand you want to encourage the players to play all of the game modes you have like not just constructed where you can get three cards there's also cascade constructed mm. traditional drive and all i play is um regular ranked and constructed i haven't even touched the other ones because i feel like i don't have enough cards to do so Mm -hmm. but i just wish that there were more cards so you can really just say hey i can focus on what this is is that and the third because it sucks that someone like me who's still relatively new wants to have fun in rain so you want to play like a kitty cat deck and then Mm -hmm. they're like lol this is a rakdos deck you're not playing any of that
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, caught caught in the headlights. Uh, I think that makes sense that uh, after all, you know, it's a play-to-win game. They're all play-to-win to to some degree, but you can get pretty far and have some fun depending what your expectations are. You know, what your expectations are are going to guide you towards playing something. But I hear that also. You know, I think it would also be a good way to maybe trade uh, wild cards. You know, if I've got 70 commons you know i don't have 70 but if i had 70 commons can i somehow trade that for like one rare please Um, yeah or like downgrade if i've got one rare can i get like 10 uncommons or something because sometimes to build a deck it's not just all rares or mythic rares sometimes you just need a few uncommons or commons here and there then they're just kind of not opening up in the packs so i wish there was a way to kind of trade between rarities of, of wild cards that's a good
1: idea um there's a game I don't know if you have heard of it named darkest dungeon that um, you have to collect different uh, like artifacts and whatnot in order to progress the game and open up upgrades but there was a point where um, when you if you started playing it from when it first came out that some of these artifacts you had a million of them mm-hmm. like literally you had like 400 500 and the other artifacts you would have one or two when one of the later patches in the game, they made it where you could convert the artifacts for different artifacts. It just depends on the rarity of the artifact. Absolutely. If I've got 11 common wild cards, I don't want them to be like, well, one common is going to equal one mythic rare. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. But that's a good idea you have. Like if I've got like 50 um, common rares, and if it's like 20 to make one um, one uncommon, and then 20 to make one rare, but you can't like, use 11 commons to make one mythic rare. You got to keep going up in the tier. Mm-hmm. Like that would make sense. Like you said, cause not everything is all mythic rares or rare. Sometimes it's just uncommon. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. commons. And if you don't have it, then what can I do?
0: Yeah. Well, at least it seems like the company is listening to the fans um, to some degree and uh, improving things. So maybe that'll be something we'll see. So in your time playing magic so far, uh, would you be able to narrow it down? What's something you love about the game?
1: Okay, Uh, I guess it's such a minor thing, but whatever. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I like the diversity in the cards. Like, Mm -hmm. it's pretty much a play style for whatever style you have. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just looking at my decks. If I wanted to play big creatures, I can. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to play completely flyers, I can. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to play something that just spawns endless amounts of creatures... I can. I want to do life gain. I can. And even things I don't like, if I want to make sure my opponent doesn't get a turn, (laughs) I can. I like the options that Magic the Gathering gives you. Arena just makes it very convenient. I can honestly say that one of my big intimidations with playing Magic the Gathering or any card game for that matter is, dang, there's a lot of cards. Mm -hmm. So where do I start? This, what I think is great about it, is even if you're like, I don't know where to start, you can just straight up go to the decks, go to the plus sign, go to the little arrow, that arrow's a little bar on the end and Mm -hmm. hit not collected. Mm -hmm. You can literally look through every card that is available, which is pretty dope. Mm -hmm. I I think that's super dope. So you can be like, well, I think this would really fit in this. And if I've got the wild cards, why not? Mm -hmm. I like the options that are available to you. And, um, and I think that having options is very important. And it's not like you've got a set group of options. Like, the options are pretty much limitless. Like, do you want to play a mill big creatures deck? It might not work, but if you can make it work, more power to you. You can.
0: Yeah, exactly. The uh, ability to select uh, any card that exists right now in Arena, which is, I guess, like 1,300 cards. I think I saw a stat somewhere. There's like 1,300 cards available in Arena. And uh, you can get any one that you want to play with with a wild card, of course, compared to real life that you're either going to spend... You know, if you want to get that Teferi in real life, I think that's a $50 card now. So, okay, yeah, good luck home. on that. Or if you're going to crack packs, well, how many, how much real money are you going to spend on packs until maybe it appears in a pack. Well, in Arena, you've got one one rare one mythic or whatever it is, one mythic wild card. And there you go, you can get it to fairy right there. Put it in your deck right now. I think yep. that's a really cool thing about Arena. It just opens it up to be able to get any card and play with any card.
1: I agree with that and I think that is um that's very important. I think it's really important that you have variety and a lot of a lot of games don't give you that option to have so much variety
0: yeah I've had other people on the podcast that say well they played other games like hearthstone or whatever but this one they like it even more now because there's just this complexity there's uh, so much interaction there's so much to think about and uh, that just shows that you know this is a twenty five year old game that they've keep kept improving and improving as the years go on so very impressive no
1: I think it's I think it's a great uh idea and someone like me who was firmly i I, I can I can honestly say that I was firmly against card games, Mm Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, Pokemon cards, you name it. I was just like, I don't have time or Mm -hmm. patience to deal with that or the money to sink into that. Yeah. However, playing Magic the Gathering, I'm over here like a fiend. I'm like, (laughs) hey, when are they coming out with mobile for this? I want to play this while I'm on the train. (laughs) This was such a great idea. Like, I really commend them for this. Like, this was OP.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I hear that besides magic, there's other hobbies people have. I don't know how, but uh, <laughs> what's one non-magic hobby that you're into?
1: I'm a super huge video game person, and um, I, I love the community around video games. And as much crap on the outside looking in, like, yeah, every community has the underbelly of people mm-hmm. who are jerks. But one of my hobbies, or I guess my job or whatever it is, is that like I like to do video game. Theme events mm-hmm. in New York, so mm-hmm. I enjoy bringing people together, come out, have a funky good time, maybe play some games while you're out there, and then go home because there's a there's a large stigmatism that people who play games, any kind of games, are just like basement dwelling zombies, mm-hmm. and all we do is nothing, and we're a thousand pounds, and <laughs> you know that's not the case. We're like there's such a diverse group of gamers. That the fact that people assume that we're, like, trash is just annoying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, whatever. Like, we're awesome. So I like to bring awesome people together. Have a couple of drinks. Go home and play video games. Come on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, the earliest video games were more of a communal thing. You know, people playing Pac-Man and uh, Super Mario at the arcades and stuff. You know, that was a more communal thing. Everyone's out all together. We're all putting your quarters in the machine. And... I think trying to capture that, what you're doing, you know, having a social aspect again, and then ha- let's have some drinks and let's go play. I think that's really important to uh, just get more people playing and more people feeling good about that hobby.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I've got uh, too many to name. Let me see. What should I name at the moment? Oh, okay, here's a weird one that I have. Uh, I'm totally into cookbooks. I like to uh, cook and I like to go to thrift stores and I like to see, hey, is there any weird cookbooks out there? So one of my hobbies is collecting cookbooks and one day I'll start making the recipes from them.
1: That's pretty cool because <laughs> I can not cook. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I dabble here and there and uh, I've made some fun recipes for friends and stuff. And then I see these cookbooks. like see, on my shelf I've got some books like, uh, what is that, Syrian Cuisine. And uh, what's another one over here? British cuisine. And I've got all these other weird ones. Uh, a book all about how to use a uh, a microwave to make, like, gourmet dishes and stuff. Wow, so, That's
1: crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got an old book from, like, I think it's the, what is it? I think it's from the 60s. And it's, like, such a, like, brightly colored... You know how we have like a vision of like the 50s and 60s? Like, this was authentically published in like 1961. So it is all like old and classic and bright colors and all of these fun little drawings and it feels like the Jetsons and all of that. So it's like a little time capsule on a cookery from like, what is that, 50 years ago?
1: I would assume that some of those cookbooks are weird because like I've seen people who have like pictures of jello with like meat inside of them. <laughs> like, what? <laughs>
0: yeah. I think I've seen a recipe or two of that in there somewhere. And I'm like, wow, people ate that?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a oof. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm glad I, I live in the much more evolved future in the year 2019.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like that, because that ain't it, chief.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, as we wind down, uh, what else would you like to promote?
1: Love each other. hmm <laughs> No, um... <laughs> Maybe this isn't the right place, but I'm going to do it anyway. You gave me a chance to shamelessly Mm self-promote. I am going to be on the front page of Twitch, March 26th. Uh, You guys should totally check it out. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be playing a ton of magic. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, let's get it popping in the words of the hood.
0: That's cool. I'll definitely be promoting it on my social media and uh that'll be cool to see you there uh, and i'll put again any of these links and such right in the show notes as for myself well i'm over on twitter twitter.com slash vm campos i'm on youtube i stream magic every saturday uh 11 a.m and 11 p.m pacific time uh what else i've got a patreon patreon.com slash vm i have rewards there people can get like access to some of my like deck techs and all of that for one dollar if you go up to the two dollar range i'll actually mail people vintage magic cards from my collection guaranteed to be 20 years old that's kind of where i'm at in different locations thank you so much Cresta, for being on the show
1: thank you for having me this was a lot of fun
0: Glad to have you. We've got to do it again.
1: Yes, anytime uh, you want to talk magic or any video games for that matter, I am here.
0: Cool. So this has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena.